The following program is a very special presentation of Michiana Speak Out on New Source One, Michiana. Today, across America, at 11 o'clock in the morning, or at special presentations, school kids as well as adults recited the Pledge of Allegiance. Businesses opened up their stores for shopping with special deals. Restaurants gave extra special discounts. Why, you ask? It is Veterans Day 2021, and this is a special show of Michiana Speak Out. How are you doing out there? My name is Keith Thews, and today is Veterans Day, a time to remember all those who have served in America's armed forces, both past and present, and also with a look toward the future. Those of you who wonder, well, what is this all about? Let's get you up to speed from a video from YouTube. And for all those who have served, let's proudly have a musical tribute going back from 2018, remembering the music of the main parts of the armed forces of the United States. Do you know what happened on the 11th hour of the 11th day of the 11th year plus seven? Well, if not, you're gonna find out today. So let's get started. How's it going, everybody? Welcome to Virtual History 360. I'm Mr. Wade, and today we are talking about Veterans Day. You know, we celebrate Veterans Day every year, but do you actually know where the holiday came from? Most people know that Veterans Day is a day to honor Americans who have fought and sacrificed their lives for our country. But there is more to the story than you may have realized. And that's what we're going to be discussing today. Now you see, on June 28, 1919, World War I had officially ended with the Treaty of Versailles. But, however, the fighting actually ended about seven months before this with an armistice an armistice means a peace agreement, between the Allied nations and Germany on the 11th hour of the 11th day of the 11th month, or November 11th. My high school world history teacher used to always joke and add that the armistice was signed on the above dates, but during the 11th year, plus 7. That was his way to help us remember that it was 1918. I still remember today, so thank you, Mr. Fumo. Well, in November of 1919, President Wilson proclaimed November 11th as the first commemoration of Armistice Day. Different name, right? With the following words. He said, To us in America, the reflections of Armistice Day will be filled with solemn pride in the heroism of those who died in the country's service and with gratitude for the victory, both because of the thing from which it has freed us and because of the opportunity it has given America to show her sympathy with peace and justice in the councils of the nations. 
This was intended to dedicate a day to remind nations to seek peaceful relationships between one another, in hopes that we will never again be divided. Unfortunately, as we know today, this was not the case. So let's fast forward. By 1954, our country survived two more major wars, World War II and the Korean War. American effort during World War II, 1941 to 1945, saw the greatest mobilization of the U.S. Army, Navy, Marines, and Air Force in our nation's history. I'm talking about more than 16 million people. And then some 5.7 million more served in the Korean War starting in 1950. At the urging of service organizations, the 83rd Congress decided to reinstate Armistice Day as Veterans Day to honor veterans of all wars. President Eisenhower signed the legislation on June 1, 1954. Now, in 1968, the Uniform Holiday Bill was signed and was intended to ensure three-day weekends for federal employees by celebrating four national holidays on Mondays. And those were Washington's Birthday, Memorial Day, Veterans Day, and Columbus Day. You see, it was thought that these extended weekends would encourage travel, recreational and cultural activities, and stimulate the economy. Well, many states did not agree with this decision and continued to celebrate the holidays on their original dates. President Gerald R. Ford recognized that the significance of the actual date of Veterans Day carried a bigger, more historical and patriotic value to Americans and veterans who deserve to be honored. So, in 1978, he signed a new law returning Veterans Day home to November 11th. Now, if November 11th falls on a Saturday or a Sunday, the holiday is celebrated the previous Friday or Monday, respectively. This way, Veterans Day will be able to credit the intentions of the Uniforms Holiday Bill with the three-day weekend, right? While also serving to, the, serving to those who have a deep association with the holiday. By holding true to the date, Americans are able to focus on the importance of Veterans Day which is to honor and celebrate veterans for their patriotism, their passion for our country, and their selflessness in serving for the common good. But now I have to ask, what about you? How are you celebrating this day off? Do you know any veterans that you can thank? Are there any veterans in your family? If there are, if you know any, tell me in the comments below. While you're there, go ahead and hit that like button for me so YouTube knows to share this video with everybody. And don't forget to subscribe if you haven't already. I mean, if that button's red, let's turn it gray. And be sure to check out these other videos like you see to the side over here. I have other history videos, you know, U.S. history, world history. I even have civics videos, you know, government videos. I also have videos that I shoot in 360 that you can look all the way around. So check them out because I know you're going to like them, all right? For Virtual History 360, I'm Mr. Wade. I'll see you next time. We would now like to salute all the men and women from our armed services as the orchestra and chorus perform the Armed Forces Medley. We invite those of you in the audience who have served or who are currently serving to please stand and join in as your song is presented. United States Coast Guard.
I am now privileged to introduce the Vice Chairman of the Joint Chiefs of Staff, General Paul J. Selva. Ladies and gentlemen, I would like to thank you for pausing to remember America's brave sons and daughters who have made the ultimate sacrifice protecting everything we hold dear as a nation. Today is our nation's 150th Memorial Day, a day like no other, to remember those men and women who have laid down their lives in the service since the American Revolution to this present day. We remember their courage. We remember their selflessness. We remember how gallant they were in their actions. We should also pause and remember the extraordinary sacrifices made by their families and friends left behind. Each person lost was a cherished member of a family or a community that continues to mourn to this day. It's our responsibility to never forget these sacrifices. Tonight's events and the Memorial Day services around this country testify to their sacrifice and the fact that they will never be forgotten. On behalf of the Joint Chiefs of Staff and the two million men and women who wear the uniform of this nation, we thank you once again for remembering. And when we come back to our extra special presentation of Michigan Speak Out, I'm going to be talking to a local Elkhart County vet about his time in the American Army. All coming up. If you served honorably in our nation's armed forces and you're looking for a way to continue serving your fellow veterans in your community, then join AMVETS. Each year, AMVETS members volunteer millions of hours at VA healthcare facilities from coast to coast, helping to improve the lives of their fellow veterans through the VA Voluntary Services Program. AMVETS posts and departments also participate in a wide variety of community service projects, ranging from Americanism in our schools to supporting the Special Olympics and Boy Scouts of America. If you no longer wear the uniform today, you can still serve through the AMVETS by joining today at AMVETS.org. Happy Thanksgiving. Here are some Thanksgiving free meals that are happening in our area. On Thursday, November 25th, the Matterhorn Elkhart will partner once again with the Elkhart Salvation Army for a drive through style Thanksgiving dinner to the first 1,000 people. And that will run from 11 a.m. to 1 p.m. If you have any questions or like to volunteer, call 574 970 0088. The First United Methodist Church in Goshen, also on November 25th, will have a free Thanksgiving meal from 11 a.m. to 1 p.m. The Faith Mission of Elkhart will be serving hot and cold meals, drive through style, or walking up on the 25th from 12.30 to 1 p.m. Have a wonderful Thanksgiving. Take care. Be safe. 
And welcome back to Michiana Speak Out on this Veterans Day 2021. I am here with a great friend of mine and fellow co-worker. His name is Lewis Childress. Lewis is a proud veteran of what branch of the military? Army. You're with the Army. All right. And tell us what years you served in the United States Army. From 1980 to 1989. From 1980 to 1989, wow. So what did you do in the Army, and what areas were you stationed at? Mm. I've been stationed all over the world. All <laughs> and, uh, over the world? Yeah, and I've been in Korea and Germany, and uh, many bases in the United States of America, and uh, I enjoyed my whole eight years in the military service. All right, so what specifically were your job, was your job or jobs? I was a 76 Yankee, five, uh, a 76 Yankee supply specialist. Okay. And um, we had a, a protective mask room, a linen room, an ammunition room that had rifles and guns and all kind of military equipment in it. And, I was in charge of keeping, issuing weapons and guns and different kind of military equipment to soldiers uh, in almost every base I went to in the Army. Yeah. yeah. So what bases were you assigned to here in the United States? Uh, my first base I was assigned was Fort Seal, Oklahoma. Wow, that's pretty warm. Yeah, yeah. That year when I was there was in 1980. And it got up to 115 degrees there in Oklahoma, wow. at Fort Seal, Oklahoma. Oh my gosh, yeah. that's, that's a hot one. Yeah. And so you mentioned that you were overseas over in Germany and in Korea. Talk to us a little bit about Germany and then talk to us about what it was like over in, in uh, South Korea. Well, Korea is like going, to a, going back in time to an ancient land or ancient country. Germany. The bases I was stationed at were more modernized like America, most of American cities are. But Korea can take you way back in time, especially when you're doing your, mili uh, your military duties out on some of them uh, places where uh, soldiers, uh, if you're not a soldier, you're not allowed to go. So you go over to certain dates or certain parts of Korea you would be stepping into North Korea uh -huh. and you won't be an American citizen no more and they can take you captive. So you have to watch where you go and stick close to your company, your platoon, whoever is with you. Uh -huh. Yeah, that was pretty frightening. Did you know anybody that accidentally crossed that line? Yeah, a couple of soldiers were prosecuted for that and they were kicked out the military because they did that. Because it, 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 it's, it's certain warnings to show you that don't cross this line, don't don't cross this barbed wire, don't go through that gate. Uh -huh. And soldiers are trained to understand and not do that, but some did it anyway. Wow. So talk to us about Germany. That was during the, the Cold War. You had the Berlin Wall. Did you actually get a chance to see the Berlin Wall? Yes, I, I saw it before it was tore down, and I actually went to Berlin and uh and I was in a track and field event that soldiers had, that were stationed in Europe uh, went to, 
And uh, I saw the Berlin Wall, I saw it being torn down, and plus I competed in track and field events that soldiers competed in against other soldiers and other soldiers in other countries. And I won a silver medal in, in, uh, in Berlin, Germany. In, in what event? Uh, the 1500 meter track and field. Wow. Were you on the same track as uh, the great Olympian Owens? Yes, I was on that very track in Berlin, Germany. Oh, cool, cool. So what was it like to watch the Berlin Wall come down? Uh, it was pretty, pretty frightening because uh, they had a lot of, lot of soldiers up there to guard the wall while they was turning it down. And when they was turning it down, you have to have uh, all kind of security and protection all around you when you in, in that particular area. Uh -huh. So it pays to do your job, keep your mouth shut, and mind your own business. Uh, I understand that, being a uh, true soldier. So did you actually encounter any kind of combat time during your eight years in the military? Uh, yeah, we did combat training, but there was, I was never in a war, a combat situation where I had to uh, uh, actually do combat. But I saw a soldier get killed while, while I was in the platoon in Korea, and uh, he got shot in the head. Oh, my word. And something uh, about another soldier, because oh, they, they had an argument the night before, and we don't know how the soldier got the weapon out in our company. We had the sergeant major out there, we had the colonel, and everybody out there talking to the soldiers. And then this other soldier came out, out of the barracks with a weapon and just fired into the hole and everybody started oh my gosh, scattering horrible. around. But uh, he killed the person that, was, that he, he was, had an argument with in front of all of us uh -huh. with one of our weapons. Oh my word. Oh, M16 rifle. You know what M16 is? Yeah, a machine gun. Yeah. Definitely machine gun. Yeah. So after you left, where were you last stationed at in in 1989? Uh, I was stationed in uh, Germany. You were stationed uh, in Germany? Yeah, it was my last tour. Okay. And so how does it feel now after you were um, out of the military when people come up and say thank you? How does that make you feel? It makes me feel proud and, 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 and knowing that all I did in the service, all the places I was stationed and all the different folks and all the different cultures I met, it wasn't in vain. But it's still good to be back home in America and being an American citizen going to other countries. And do you also give a thanks to the other veterans as well, just as much yeah, as they give to you? I, I, I appreciate all, all the vets and all the armed forces and, every, and all the other branches of the military and, and the Navy and Air Force, everyone for doing their job and doing what was necessary to keep our country free and safe. All right. And to all of you vets, we want to thank you and salute you. And that's what this podcast today is all about, is to remember you in the Army, Navy, Air Force, Marine Corps that had an anniversary yesterday, the birthday as well as the Coast Guard and the brand new Space Force. We have more coming up on our special edition of Michigan Speak Out.
and at work at Lipper Components, Plant 71, Duncan Systems, Lewis, and another vet, Frank, were treated to a nice lunch out with the supervisors at the Sidewalk Cafe in Bristol, Indiana. I want to give another shout out to some of our other proud vets. My dad, Tom Thews, served in the American Air Force. And then we have Adam Bajowski. We also have Mayor Pete Buttigieg, who is our Transportation Secretary. And again, to all of you, we say salute. Well, as part of the celebration for Veterans Day 2021, the Tomb of the Unknown Soldier, celebrating its 100th anniversary this year, had allowed folks to get up close and lay flowers. And for those of you who are wondering about the Tomb of the Unknown Soldier and don't know its history, have another YouTube video audio to give you. The Tomb of the Unknown Soldier is a historic monument dedicated to deceased soldiers whose remains have not been identified. It was created in response to the high number of mass casualties of World War I, where many soldiers who were killed in combat were never identified. Following the examples of allies like Great Britain and France, Congress approved a resolution to honor and bury one of America's countless unknown World War I casualties in a special tomb at Arlington National Cemetery in Virginia. On November 11, 1921, an unknown soldier killed in combat in World War I was the first unidentified soldier to be placed in the tomb. In 1958, an unknown soldier of both World War II and the Korean War were interred inside the tomb of the unknown soldier. An unknown casualty from the Vietnam War was placed within the tomb in 1984. However, DNA testing identified the Vietnam War unknown service member as those of Air Force First Lieutenant Michael Joseph Blassie. His remains were later removed from the tomb and buried in his hometown. It was decided that the crypt that contained the remains of the Vietnam unknown would remain vacant. The crypt cover was replaced with a new inscription that now reads, Honoring and Keeping Faith with America's Missing Servicemen, 1958-1975. A reminder of the commitment of the armed forces to the fullest possible accounting of missing service members. The monument, which rests on top of the unknown grave, is a sarcophagus or stone coffin constructed of seven rectangular pieces of white marble, together weighing 79 tons. On the west panel of the sarcophagus are the words, Here rest in honored glory an American soldier known but to God. On the east panel are three Greek figures. On the left stands peace, holding a dove in one hand. On the right stands Valor, bearing a broken sword in his hands. In the center stands Victory, holding hands with peace while extending an olive branch to Valor. The north and south panels present a total of six inverted wreaths, each representing a major campaign of World War I. 
West of the sarcophagus are the crypts of unknowns from World War II and Korea. The tomb of the unknown soldier has been guarded 24 hours a day, seven days a week, 365 days a year. Since 1948, the 3rd U.S. Infantry Regiment, called the Old Guard, has been responsible for the security of the Tomb of the Unknowns. It is considered one of the highest honors to serve as a sentinel at the Tomb of the Unknowns. In blazing sun, freezing snow, in the face of hurricanes and even terrorist attacks, the sentinels continue their watch. It is one of the most sacred missions in the military to honor and protect the fallen, nameless soldiers under their watch. The Sentinels have been made famous for the precision of their march and changing of the guard. The Sentinel marches 21 steps across a black mat past the crypts of each unknown, then makes a crisp 90-degree turn to face east for 21 seconds, then makes another 90-degree turn facing north for 21 seconds. The sentinel then sharply places the rifle on the shoulder nearest the visitors to signify the sentinel stands between the tomb and any threat. After that moment, the sentinel paces 21 steps north, turns and repeats the process. The number 21 is symbolic of the 21-gun salute, the highest honor rendered. For 100 years, the Tomb of the Unknown Soldier, which stands atop a hill overlooking Washington, D.C., has since come to symbolize the sacrifices of all U.S. service members. It serves as an extraordinary memorial that inspires us all to honor those who choose to serve our country, to stand in awe of the courage and valor it takes to be a member of the armed forces, and to thank those that do so. And most importantly, the Tomb of the Unknown Soldier honors the three unknown servicemen who represent countless others who, like them, not only gave up their life, but their identity. May we always honor those who made the ultimate sacrifice. It is time to help out with Christmas. Here are some ways that you can help local families in need. Shop online at Walmart.com through December 28th and round up to support a local Salvation Army in your area. Volunteer to ring bells until December 24th. You can sign up to volunteer at registertoring.com. You can volunteer for one to two hours, Monday through Saturday. Or some Salvation Army locations are actually hiring to be a paid worker. You can stop by the Elkhart Salvation Army for more info. Call 574 970 you can become online bell ringer. To become online bell ringer, sign up at salarmy.us slash Elkhart Kettle. Another thing you can do 
is join the Red Ribbon Basket campaign. With this, use fill a basket with personal products or household items to be given to a family in need. They are hoping to help approximately 600 families this year. For more information, call 574-970-0088 to be connected to the Elkhart Salvation Army or visit your local Salvation Army in your area to see what you can do for Christmas this year. Happy holidays and hope you can have some fun helping a family in need this Christmas. Not completing high school is more of a social thing than it was an academic thing. Even though all these years have passed, I still had that longing to have my diploma. At age 30, Carissa finished her high school diploma. If you're even considering getting your high school diploma, you can do it. No one gets a diploma alone. If you're thinking of finishing your high school diploma, you have help. Find free adult education classes near you at finishyourdiploma.org. That's finishyourdiploma.org. Brought to you by the Dollar General Literacy Foundation and the Ad Council. Welcome back to our Veterans Day Special 2021 on Miss Chan Speak Out. My name is Keith Thews. Yesterday, the United States Marine Corps had a very special birthday. And we want to share with you the official audio from the video that the United States Marines posted this week on their birthday celebration. When our nation called Marines were there to defend her. U.S. officials increasingly worried by the hour. But our enemies now pose an ever-growing threat to America and our way of life. Another U.S. Navy warship now in place tonight off the coast. About 250 Marines on eight. The Marine Corps must be prepared to fight and win. Tonight, Marines around the world proudly celebrate 246 years of defending our great nation. Our warrior lineage in the battles that have been fought and won across generations have become legend. Throughout the centuries, Marine Corps' relentless pursuit of excellence is unchanged. We are still made from the same grit and steel, with the same moral instincts, and the same unending will to fight. Marines remain physically, mentally, and emotionally tough forged in the crucible to overcome fear and adversity. In these ways, the core and the lifelong faith we place in each other is proudly unchanging. 
This is as close as we can get to the base of the World Trade Center. You can see the firemen assembled here, the police officers, FBI agents, and you can see the two towers. A huge explosion now raining debris on all of us. We better get out of the way. On the 11th day of September 2001, our country was attacked. Like the attack on Pearl Harbor 60 years before, that day changed everything. Our Marines have fought and won in hostile places like Anbar, Sangin, Fallujah, Helmand, Mosul. We earned our reputation as an elite counterinsurgency force. But that remains only a part of who we are. After five days of heavy fighting, Marines raised our beloved American flag on top of Mount Zerbaji. What Marines are, what Marines have always been, is amphibious warfighters. And the changing battle now requires us to return to our origins, relying on foundations built by the Marines that came before us. The Marine Corps' identity remains the same. Our infantry battalions will remain at the center of what we do. And the Marine and their rifle will continue to be one of the deadliest weapons on the battlefield. But being ready now requires us to return to the seas and shores of maritime terrain. The history of the Marine Corps is marked by a series of paradigm shifts, and this is one of them. The hard-won lessons of Iraq and Afghanistan and the blood Marines have shed there will not soon be forgotten. We're using the lessons of our past combined with the weapons of the future to reimagine our warfighting capabilities through continuous adaptation and experimentation. Marines around the globe, Marines like you, are a vital part of this effort. Your ideas, your feedback, will be key to moving the Marine Corps into the future and ensure that we will continue our legacy of winning battles. And to the Marines who have served our nation and returned home to continue to fight and win battles of a different kind in their own communities, we thank you. As Marine brothers and sisters, Semper Fidelis is a pledge that we promise to live by. The work of our Marine veterans is a living testament to the faith Marines keep with each other, with our Corps, and with our country. The next generation of Marines may operate differently and in different places than the Marines who wear the Eagle Globe and Anchor today. But they will join a long and proud heritage of Marine fighters who have never turned from a threat, never turned from an enemy. We will always remain most ready when our nation is least ready because we must protect our shores and we must protect our citizens. It's still going to be the Marines who defend this nation. Semper Fidelis and happy birthday, Marines. The average time a resume spends on an HR manager's desk is seven seconds, and most of them are tossed aside. Now imagine if one of those resumes belonged to Yasmin, who was living in a shelter, juggling three jobs. I had to be resilient. That's something that you can't teach. Or if that resume was from someone who worked 12 hour shifts at the recycling company with my dad, who's 72. That taught me a work ethic that I carry with me every day. We rely so much on a resume, 
yet it could never tell the full story of someone. Growing up where I did, a lot of things could have gotten in the way of my goals, but I learned to push through, and that's what I bring to work every day. So maybe it's time we look beyond the resume and look to grads of life. Discover new ways to develop great talent that are so much more than what's on paper at gradsoflife.org. A public service announcement brought to you by Grads of Life and the Ad Council. For the United States to remain free takes a lot of teamwork and sacrifice. They say that freedom isn't free. There have been numerous wars that have been fought in order for the United States to survive and to keep the world surviving as well. Wars such as the Revolutionary War, Civil War, Desert Storm, World War I and II, Korea, Afghanistan, and Iraqi freedom, just to name a few. If there was any chance for me to add a little controversial moment, I want to also not just salute those who gave their all and live or have died. I also want to thank those who volunteered in other ways as well and to salute you. There are those who decided for religious reasons that they should not take up arms, but they served valiantly in other ways, such as in mental hospitals like the Mennonites back in World War II. So I also salute you. There are other people who also stepped up, not to take up arms, but to help support the war effort, such as the Rosie the Riveters. And to all of you women who helped during the war in World War II as a Rosie the Riveter, I myself salute you as well. But I want to take some time to pause and reflect on the personal sacrifice for all those who gave up their lives to defend our freedom. as TAPS is played. As we wrap up our tribute on Veterans Day 2021, I want to reshare a piece by Paul Harvey. It's one of history and personal sacrifice and determination of all those who signed 
that paper known as the Declaration of Independence back in 1776. People pledged their sacred honor for a cause, a cause that still continues today as the United States of America, a country that is free and broke away from tyranny. People said it was a grand experiment, but what an experiment it has turned out to be, an experiment in freedom, unity, and respect. People come to this country because of freedom and what sacrifice it took those men to sign that document. We close now with Paul Harvey. Enjoy the rest of your day. Again, I say salute. This is News Source 1 Michiana, Elkhart South Bend.